In this world, nightmares lurk. They hide in our neighborhoods, walk our streets, wear our faces. But they are not us. They're the world's best kept secret, and we are going to find them. Welcome to Uncanny Valley Cancer Cell. storyteller system and today we return to our party in their last day in Chicago as they wrap up their business before traveling to their meeting in Delaware with a mysterious figure known as Raven a supposed representative or ex-member of the net zero hunting group who have bird themed names <laughs> for reasons no it's, it's good theming buckle <laughs> so let's start off our episode with the last uh, thing on that night, we have we have an excursion planned for our resident mage and changeling to the, the changeling courts. But I think the first thing up is probably going to be Darla. Mm-hmm. She reconnects with her vampire not boyfriend. Vampire friend. Her vampire sugar friend. Sugar <laughs> friend. <laughs> Complicated sugar friend. That's that's called friends with benefits. No, though. there's no, no sex. There's, nope, there's no the sex. Is, there can't be any benefits. There can just no be... bennies, just dates <laughs> or what if the friend benef- outings? That's friend? just friends. That yeah, they're friends. Your platonic friend partner guy, sugar yeah. man. Then, not, this is not, literally <laughs> just friends. <laughs> But he pays for everything. But he so. pays for her to be his That's friend. rich friends. And they both really like it. <laughs> well, Sugar acquaintance. Sh- I hate you call there's me There's something like this kinky in there. We just don't know what it is. There's some weirdness going on. Swipe that credit card, Daddy. Oh, yeah. Buy that burrito bowl for it's me, Daddy. financial domination. <laughs> Can I get that, like, in a T-shirt, It's just like please? a Splenda Daddy. Yeah, or a Splenda Daddy. <laughs> Okay, oh my okay. god, okay, from now on, Splenda Daddy. Splenda Daddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but I think first, Darla, since she doesn't have to run from the vampires in Chicago anymore, I think she's wanted, she wants to go to like the hair salon and get her hair taken back to blonde, because I don't <clears throat> think she likes being a redhead. This okay. whole time. <laughs> so during the day, that's what she's going to do, because it will take forever. Yes. Um, and then um, her hair is going to be nicely styled for her and not date. so damaged. <laughs> yeah. If you do it right, you're your hair I think bad. with Darla, that ship sailed a while ago. <laughs> well, if you keep going over and over again and switching colors, you're going to have some damaged ass hair. she was naturally blonde. No, anyway. Darla is a natural blonde. <laughs> yes. The really? only fake thing about Darla is her ass. All right? Oh. <laughs> and where she lives, her accent. I meant uh, physically, Most of the backstory Steven. we know about her. Um, Maybe Meemaw. Well, now that we know everything's real about Darla, did except you, her ass and did everything. Did you lie about Meemaw? Oh my god. Now I'm truly betrayed. <laughs> oh my god, is Meemaw even real? Meemaw is real. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Meemaw is real. We know a certain amount of it is real. As the story is alive, it has to be real because that's what nostalgia saw yes. inside yeah. of Darla's yes. head. Okay. okay. 
Um, so yeah, she, anyway, she's gonna go to the hair salon and get that done, and then get to the date. Okay, so, you walk out of the hair salon, uh, feeling thoroughly vented. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe the stylist got the color a little bit wrong. And blonde. It's not, she's more like a white blonde instead of blonde blonde. She's probably not a little bit happy about it, but it is done real good. Mm-hmm. And the stylist obviously talked your ear off for about five hours while you went through all the different stages of hairstyling that I'm not going to pretend to know because I've never done it myself. Involves a lot of foil and bleach. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you come out smelling like a laboratory and looking like a supermodel. Congratulations. Okay. (laughs) So then we're going to go, when it gets dark, she's obviously going to change into something nice and then go on a date. All right. Uh, So you roll up to the Jewish Community Center. (laughs) Why did I do that to myself? To Maybe he could pick me center. up. <laughs> that would be the gentleman. So he rolls up do. to your RV. <laughs> He could text me and I can meet him somewhere. This relationship is off to a banging start. So, okay, yes. He he meets you. Um, is there a place you'd like to go or should I select it? I just select it. Okay. Darla doesn't choose her own dates. Well, I'm asking you as a player, okay? I know Darla doesn't care. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. You make it up. Okay, so uh, he sends you an address and uh, you meet him at a uh, very tasteful, low-lit bar. It looks like an ordinary bar until you walk inside, and then you realize that it is a dessert bar, Hmm. which also offers fondue and appetizers and cheese boards and things that rich people like. Yay, cheese. That's how I know he's white. (laughs) (laughs) He's more more than white, he's ginger. Is that when you like when you like get up to like the highest point of whitedom, you like transcend and become Wait. a ginger? Monroe is ginger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. We we actually talked about this. We we decided he you kind of looks like a beardy know? like Tom Hiddleston, and I'm like super into it. Well, she asked what this. what celebrity he looked like, and I described him as tall and thin and ginger and a little nerdy, and just the only okay. like actor that came to mind given all of those descriptors with Tom Hiddleston, so that happened. So, uh, you arrive there. He is uh, waiting outside with his coat on his arm, even though it's rather cold outside. There's, like, a bunch of uh, sort of standing heating units around a sort of outdoor seating area, but he leads you inside once you're there. He offers you his arm. I think... I think Darla, like, looks at it and then just kind of, like, smiles, but, like, doesn't take it. Like, no, I can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he nods in understanding and, and quickly sort of drops it casually kind of at his side. And uh, you you walk in together. Uh, you're both a little wrong-footed because you've, first of all, only done this once before. And then it was under very different auspices. So there there is a, a sort of adjustment in the sense that you know each other, but you're being put in an unfamiliar situation. So uh, he leads you up to the bar where they're uh, inlaid into the counters are lines of like fondue pots. And uh, he sort of uh, pulls your seat out for you and lets you sit first, sits beside you, ever the gentleman. And he says, uh, well, it's been so long since we've seen each other. I, I hardly remembered your face. 
Well, I did change a little bit between then and now, so if you didn't recognize me, it's because of the hair. <laughs> yes, your uh, your hair is always lovely. Is is that too far? And no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Friends can compliment How each other. Dare you? <laughs> right. I I apologize. I, I've never had a friendly version of this. Yeah, I know it's a little bit weird, but I think. I think we can do it. A two Moscatos. I shouldn't have ordered for you. No, no, I, I like a good Moscato. I'm fine with it. All the same. I've been thinking a lot about what happened yesterday. Oh? I've been thinking we're rather lucky it worked out the way it did. Yeah. You know, a lot of hunters, they, they go in with their sort of like guns blazing, like shoot first, top last, you know? But, like, we try and, like, find other ways of dealing with that, I think. Because, like, this is going to sound bad. I know it's going to sound bad, and I don't mean it. And You, you know, always have permission to speak your honest truth with me. Oh. Okay. Um, but, like, a lot of hunters don't see... People like you is like people, you know what I mean? I'm rather familiar, yes. I'm sure you know. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a few hunters in your lifetime. It's why we most enjoy feeding on them. Oh. (laughs) It Hmm. takes away whatever tiny flickers of guilt we might still bear from our time as humans, knowing that they would happily, mercilessly slay us would we not dispose of them. Well, I think for us, the the majority of us, us Mason's side, the first time we ever we ever met people like you, they were just kids, you know. Truly. Yeah, we. I don't know what Mason told you about the that vampire that we ended up killing the first time, but he we found him in Osceola. Yes. Yeah. He's well known. We found him in this like lab underground, and this company, maybe this group, had had all these these kids and these vampires, and they were like experimenting on him, you know. And they were just kids. They were just innocent kids. And they didn't do anything wrong. They were just put in this situation where they became something else, you know? Were they, I don't think I understand, were they turned or? I, I, don't, I don't rightly know, to be honest. They were sort of turned, maybe partially. Like, they had had all these vampire parts like put inside of them. And so, they weren't like true vampires, but they were certainly not human anymore. That is truly fiendish. Uh, At this point, he sort of raises a hand because the uh, waiter is is approaching and he lays down uh, sumptuous trays of meats and cheeses and breads and uh, pours a a lot of uh, cheese sauce like for fondue into the pot, adjusts the heat. And uh, sets your two glasses beside. And uh, Monroe gestures for you to 
enjoy. Yeah, Darla like takes a, a a quick sip and then and then sort of continues in and she says And so like when we got there I, I realized that we had to help them, you know? We we couldn't just let this happen. We had to get them somewhere safe. We had to do what we could to do right by them. Do they travel by daylight? Yes, I think. Like I said, they're not vampires. They're not like you. Monroe is, is visibly perplexed, intrigued, a little bit unnerved, and he nods. He's sort of fiddling with his napkin on his lap. Well, if they ever require information about their nature, do send them my way. To be honest, I try and keep as little contact with them as possible. It's safer for them that way. That is often the case. Perhaps I should tell you that vampire society is not as inclusive as one might expect. It's a close-knit world, and in some ways it can be a community to rely on, but in others, it is a very unkind existence. We call it the Danse Macabre for a reason. <laughs> of course Are she you would. laughing? Of course she would. <laughs> My lady, I'm insulted. I'm sorry. It's just very, like, goth, you know? That's a very vampire thing to do. I see. <laughs> he, he takes a sip of his, his wine. And uh, sort of looks away. So tell me, how did you all... You're not the only one unique in your group, obviously. You all have quite interesting talents. How did you come to be a hunter allied with a changeling and a mage? Oh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. (laughs) Well, perhaps I wouldn't claim to believe everything you tell me. I know that about you. But perhaps I would believe you if you did. Let's just say there was a lot more cameras involved than you would think. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. Cameras? Mm-hmm. He makes a sort of faux scandalized expression. Why, Darla, I would never besmirch your <laughs> honor. <laughs> uh, well, not anymore I would do my own self. But anyway. That seems a rather wide berth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You I gotta saw live on pictures on, on your phone app, you know. Uh, well, you know, you and everybody else. <laughs> I think you like that a little too much. I do. I'm I'm not gonna say I don't like attention. Well, you have mine. Within the bounds of our arrangement, I want you to know that. You always have my attention. Well, thank you for that. Sorry, out of care. So fucking slick. Out <laughs> <laughs> um, of character. I'm holding up my OT3 sign. <laughs> Literally. There's too many ships in this fleet. <laughs> um, I think she sort of smiles and, and nods her head. She goes, you know, I, I, I thank you. I understand that that our friendship kind of started in a, in a weird spot, but I'm I'm real thankful that you were so forgiven. I'm not sure I would call myself forgiving by nature. You 
don't know very much about my history, and that is my own undoing. But I think it's perhaps that I don't feel you've entirely slighted me. We approached this with no expectations guaranteed, and you've let me know your limits early on. But I, I do hope that should we ever not be in such harmony, you will have patience with me and not immediately turn to the ways of your kind. And I will make you the counter-expression of loyalty that should I ever doubt you, I will attempt not to fall immediately onto the ways of my kind. Well, you have yourself a deal. You really like deals, don't you? I do. My lady. <laughs> what, you want to shake on it? I'm not sure I would trust myself. <laughs> I think she kind of realizes that he's a little bit serious. And like, so just like straightens up a little bit. <laughs> that is what that silence was for. <laughs> so, after this, uh-huh. once we've sated your terrible human need to survive. Eat. <laughs> So inconvenient. It is. After we've done that, and we've thoroughly graced your palate with everything that good money can buy. like the sound of that. I have planned a short walk. Oh. Given that it's cold, I tried to keep it short. But mm-hmm. there is a rather underground theater nearby, which enjoys uh, portraying Shakespeare's more risque endeavors. Okay. Well, nothing scandalous, you understand. <laughs> just, just the plays that most people overlook when viewing his work. I thought you might rather enjoy it. Well, I'm, I'm here for uh, <laughs> any kind of new experience, I guess. <laughs> I can't say that I've been to many plays, though. So, Well, it can be a bit hard to follow if that's not your culture. So if you don't understand anything, by all means, let me know. Okay. I... And he kind of uh, winces a little, a little wryly, and he says, I lived through the time, so the language has never caused me any trouble. Really? And uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's old. <laughs> yes, you netted yourself a fairly uh, potent vampire I, I, in terms of his blood stat. You could, you could tell him, okay, boomer, but it wouldn't be accurate. <laughs> So, that's how Darla passes the night, and he makes sure you get home safe, and at that point we'll move on to, what are you calling yourselves again? <laughs> well, uh, initially they were Team Fat Guy Solidarity, but I believe in the break we've come up with, uh, what's the new name? Fat, fat monster, monster squad. Solidarity. Fat Fat, fat monster body positivity hour. <laughs> okay, but is it is it really okay to to call Abernathy a monster? Okay, well you can call Abernathy a monster, but are mages in general? Monsters? Well, yeah, we're not calling Abernathy a monster because he's a mage. I'm just saying it because he's Abernathy. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I have an answer to that though, and that's that all splats that are non mortals, as far as Hunter is concerned, are considered it's dread good. creatures. Yeah, is what they call Ooh. them. So that's Ooh. close enough. Which I think is a is a good way to dodge a word like monster that feels a little strong for some of them. Mm-hmm. But sure. they're all definitely dread creatures it's and that the... they can do things that are terrifying. Yep. Doughy dread creature squad. 
Doughy, Doughy Dead, dead Creatures Squad. There, we, there go. we go. How about how about Doughy Dread Pals? So that way it's DDP. Like Diamond Dallas Page for the wrestling fans. Okay. I'm down. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we can use anything you like, boys. I'm just hearing double Dr. Pepper, but that's just me. <laughs> God, thank you. Saturday. Thank you. <laughs> God, you're Okies. And we're not going to go to the other route of that. Uh, so, <laughs> that uh, uh, anagram. So, double dookie poop? <laughs> no, double, not quite. I think you're double, talking double. Double. Oh, so double, double. Double, double. Double, double. So, uh, double, double squad, you're going to go to the Chicago <laughs> fake court, yes? Yes, that is the plan. Oh my god. Okay. I want to know what the Fae are like in Chicago. Because we haven't really encountered them yet. You haven't. So, Stephen, how do you... Did, did we give you a hint as to where this was? I think we did. We kind of established, I believe off camera, off microphone, sorry, that the Chicago court was located in... Uh, one of the major libraries in Chicago. Right. Apart from that, that, I have no idea. All right. So uh, you approach the, um, we'll, we'll just call it the City Library of Chicago. It is, I think it's downtown. Um, Let's just say it's the downtown. Yeah, library. we'll say it's it's the downtown library. Uh, you go up the sort of white stone steps into the, uh, the building. And uh, once you go inside, it is... I'm pulling up images right now. It's a Monday, I think. I think we did last weekend, was, or last episode was a Sunday. So we're going to say today's Monday. I think it was Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, because right. Mason's date was on a Friday. Oh, you're right, it was. Ooh. So it's oh, Saturday. dang, the downtown Chicago library looks boss. Yeah, that's what I was picturing, but I wasn't sure if I remembered it right. So yeah, it's a red brick building um, with a, a sort of... Like a green, green... Like a copper green roof. Okay. In a square formation and almost a sort of Romanesque design where it's very vertical up until the top where it has a pinnacle and a, and a pitched roof with carvings on the corners. It uh, has a bit of an Art Deco quality to it because it was built it. around that period. And uh, so inside the floors are largely marble and stone. Um, the railings wood carved and traditional with more modern bookshelves to maximize storage on each of the floors and small areas for reading all about. Because it's a Saturday, it's quite uh, busy. There's a lot of motion going around. And although at first you're not quite sure what to do, you do quickly notice a stream of um, eccentric individuals <laughs> that all seem to be uh, heading for a certain section of the library. So were you uh, going to ask something, Stephen? Uh, no. Okay. No. But, uh, so, Wolf will... Wolf follows the creed of just look like you know what you're doing, and it will all work out. So, he's going to kind of follow one of the eccentric-looking people, uh, into whatever section of the library they're all heading to. Abernathy is following suit. Like, uh, it's, it's best to act like you understand what you're doing. So uh, you follow a gentleman in a uh, sapphire blue sequin coat with a large frizzy uh, sort of afro and a top hat. Abernathy sort of like leans over to to Wolf and says, even if he isn't, uh, even if he isn't a fae, then I want to know what he's doing. (laughs) Snappy dress of that. 
I would kill for that jacket. <laughs> I don't think it would come off very well on me, but I would support you wearing it. it you, you could pull it off. So uh, he leads you down uh, two flights of stairs to the very bottom floor and walks along the, the sort of more clustered up and, and uh, tight rows that have all been sort of stashed in here. It's the resource center where they keep old newspaper articles and things of that nature. Uh, turning right, he leads you into a small little um, alcove, almost like a meeting room, where there is a, uh, a couple of chalkboards with meeting times and notes from some kind of uh, presentation. You know that in these sorts of libraries, there tend to be a lot of community events for small interest groups or local minorities. And the uh, gentleman walks up to the uh, board. He selects a piece of, of chalk, and on it he, he writes um, uh, entrance requested on the chalkboard and touches his palm to the board. And when it does, it shimmers and disappears and becomes a little uh, almost porthole through the, the wall. And he steps in. And that's when he notices you two there, and he sort of uh, gives a, a sort of quirky little toothy smile, and he says, uh, uh, uh hey, uh, newbie visitors in town? Oh, oh, I, uh, yeah, hi. I'm, uh, Wolfman. Oh, Wolfman. I can't say I've heard of you. He, he like, uh, gives you a, a sort of limp wrist, and you do a kind of noodle, like, like, Handshake. Oh, I I hate limp handshakes. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So Wolf returns the noodly handshake. He says, yeah, I'm, "I'm Billy Hank. Nice to meet you, Billy Hank. Pleasure to meet you, Billy. Uh, oh, you... Uh, this is my mage associate. Uh, greetings. Uh, I, you can refer to me as Scorpio. Scorpio." <laughs> Nice yes. to meet you, Scorpio. Um, yeah, Scorpio. Scorpio. Tell you what, wacky dude, um, I'm not sure uh, what anyone's going to think about a mage in here, but... I, I was going to inquire. Am I what? even allowed? I ain't in charge, and you smell like Arcadia to me, so bring it in, buddy. And he, like, does a sort of <laughs> one-arm hug. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> friendly sort you are. Yep, that's me, too friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Arathi's gonna look, look over at uh, is gonna look over at Wolf and just be like, "Do do you really need me here? Is this guy being irresponsible?" Uh, Wolf just kind of gives him a shrug, like, "You could have gone home," but uh, doesn't say Fair anything. Enough. Fair and enough. Climbs through the porthole. Uh, Abernathy, not one to pass up on a fun adventure, just sort of follows suit. Okay. Uh, so Billy like kicks the wall behind him, and the the chalkboard like rackets down like really abruptly <laughs> it's uh, actually if you look up it's not the same chalkboard there's actually a very long cartridge of chalkboards there just waiting to be banished and replaced huh uh the locals might find that notes don't stay on this board often but if they notice they probably just think the janitorial staff are really hard working and on top of their game good cover <laughs> Uh, so is competence. <laughs> That's what makes it unbelievable. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't adding up. So, uh, inside, you see a strange mirror to the world you just left. It's a line of bookshelves, only these seem to spire impossibly tall into the ceilings. 
Uh, the ceiling itself is made up of clouds, and the clouds seem to swirl into a uh, roof pattern anytime someone looks directly at them. Oh, wow. But whenever you're not looking at them, they devolve back into a sort of aromatic mist that smells lightly of lavender. You suspect, Wolf, that the Seelies are in charge of this court. <laughs> okay, so, Seelie courts are a kind there's not really, like, a clear distinction. From what I can tell, spring, which is what I am, and summer, those are sealy, and then you have winter and fall, and those are unsealy, okay? <laughs> Abernathy's gonna roll to see if he already understands all this. actually understand this, yeah. Yeah, because I do still have changeling lore. So... And you, you were brought about in your mage uh, life by Arcadia. That's true. So, uh, I guess this would be intelligence. Uh, and it, Would this be intelligence academics? Um, Plus the changeling. Wouldn't it be a cult? I was gonna say a cult. I think intelligence uh, is a cult, which is a better okay. role for you anyway. It would be, yes. Yeah, if if it were just from book learning, then, then yeah. Tilted. But this is from your actual experience, so I think a cult applies. Yeah, that's two successes. Well, Two's enough. So okay. yeah, you understand the concept. All right, so so Abernathy kind of like leans over uh, and he says, "You forget where I came from. I I, I didn't know some of this. Fact, this ain't my first changeling rodeo." For you, it's it's not that you understand the changeling so much as you understand the cycles of the planetary bodies and how the movement of the stars and the placements of the planets might affect the nature of these tiny, very impressionable beings. Hmm. <laughs> now, now, the interesting thing between Seelie and Unseelie courts is oh, that God. it actually matches up with a sort of cycle of death and rebirth. Abnathy. <laughs> Yes. Abernathy, yes. You're mansplaining to me what I am again. Oh wow, that's fascinating. I ain't never thought of it that way. <laughs> well, at least he has one guy. At least he has some, uh, you know, entertainment. Okay. <laughs> so um, Billy Hank, yes, man's Abernathy all the way down the hall. Billy, Billy, Hank, Billy yes, Billy man. Hank. <laughs> what a name. Well chosen, sir. Yeah, Abernathy uh-huh. loves uh, loves a prying ear, so he will just <laughs> just talk as long as he likes. I'm sure they are an absolute like like perpetual motion machine between uh-huh. the two of them. Uh-huh. Blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly, and that takes you down the line of uh, bookshelves full of uh, messy scrolls and old ancient tomes, uh, along to what looks to be a. Um, sort of like a buffet line, uh, which is just covered in sumptuous foods. It's all fruit and fresh vegetables and flowers. Um, standing on one end of it is what looks to be a, a man who is not holding up his seeming. He has a, a goat's head and extremely curly horns, and he's just chowing down on some roses. <laughs> <laughs> and all the paper napkins. <laughs> and all the paper napkins. Like thorns and all? Uh, no, he leaves the stems. He just eats the petals. Okay. And uh, sort of in the in a corner, um, sipping on some cups of, of bubbling liquid are a couple of um, sort of short and and round uh, ladies in Grecian style togas. Hmm. It's all very whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very whimsical. <laughs> so Wolf is going to drop his mask. Okay. Yeah. So. Ev- you see the whole like storm for eyes, uh, fat nightcrawler thing he has going on. <laughs> uh, hey, um, crap, Billy Joel. That's not your name. 
I'm sorry. Oh, Billy Hank, don't worry about it. Billy Hank. He no, also no, drops his seeming, uh, sort of sliding down his face and chest and all the way down, and uh, reveals that uh, on his chest, creeping up his neck and over his forehead are iridescent blue scales. His um, eyes are kind of slitted in orange uh, with vertical pupils and sort of long, sharp teeth that protrude from his mouth. But he still carries, despite his um, reptilian appearance, he carries his bubbly puppy personality from before and uh, is able to emote despite his sort of stiffer, more um, almost monstrous features. Um, is it possible for me to meet with the king or queen of Chicago? Are they? Present? Oh, absolutely. The king loves to meet with his subjects. Do you have an offering? Oh, you gotta have an offering. Um, can I make a roll to see if I have anything good in my pockets? Sure, let's see what's in your pockets. <laughs> I How have... many dice is that? Uh, let's just do me a high-low. Maybe do some magic. That, or I, you could you could use not some how contracts my magic works. If, if you have any relevant contracts. You could I, was, I was about to say, it's like... That's I not how my contracts of, work. I have a pack of juicy fruit. Uh, do you hold it out? No, I, I, was, I was just making a joke. Okay, because if you did, that would actually get you out of this predicament. Oh, sweet. I'm glad to know that these, the fake these, king of Chicago likes juicy fruit. I got a one. Dude. Oh, you got a one? Uh, Man, you turn out your pockets, you've got nothing. A paperclip, some lint, a, a brochure from some bar you went to at some point on your adventures. Oh, uh, uh, give me a moment. I, I believe that I have it here somewhere, and uh, Abernathy's gonna look through his things as well. Okay. Uh, I hope that I have something. Can you use any of your super cinnamon, like, like mage powers? I, yeah, come on, Scorpio. I, Scorpio. I still have the, uh, the taxidermied corpse of Secretariat. But Abernathy would, this I'm, with you. No, 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 no. would never part with that. No, of no, course not. No, 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 of course not. He's saving it to make a yantra out of it. It's <laughs> it's gonna be great. But Pope looks really concerned. <laughs> That's not weird. Oh, well, don't worry. I brought one. He says, pulling out a nine millimeter Glock. Your offering is a gun? It's a 9mm Glock. It's one of the most common guns in America. I can get another one. Uh, Billy Hank uh, sort of slithers back and puts his hands up, and he's like, whoa, whoa. No, 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 don't worry. It's still in the holster. Oh, we we don't believe in cold iron around here. Put that away, sir. I was not even thinking about that. I apologize. Ooh, it makes my skin crawl just looking at it. Can you believe okay. such violence? It's, I will... I, I, I'm I'm floundering here. Help! Okay, we all right, all right. Are the inlaid jewel of the Midwest, sir? We behave in civilized ways here in the Chicago court. And we I are would nothing at all like the Minneapolis court. <laughs> and I apologize. You are building a world. <laughs> I apologize for disrupting that. That is that is on me. Are you okay? Me? You know what? I do have something to offer him. I do. I do have something. Okay. And with that, Wolf is going to... Well, actually, he doesn't know where he's going, so he's like, I do have something, so can you, like, give me directions real fast? Of course, I'd be happy to. Um, in fact, I was just going to pay my respects now, and he sort of snake sachets ahead of you. <laughs> what does that look like? Well, it's like a normal snake walk, except that the part off the ground wiggles, too. <laughs> <laughs> What's a snake walk? 
You know, like snake people in video yeah. games. You've seen it where it's, it's like, like a almost slither. It's a lot of booty. It's weird. There's a lot of sachet. The bottom half moves like a snake, but for whatever reason, because it's a snake guy, the rest of him's erect. You know. Interesting choice of words. Like Homo erectus. Come on, guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bringing me right back to high school biology. This is great. Erect banana. Because. Because for some reason, people decided a long time ago that snake people still walked like people, even though they didn't have legs. So he's doing that. Only where his <laughs> hips would be, he's, he's wiggling. Okay. <laughs> don't I'll, lie. I'll accept it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My suspension of disbelief is restored. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's whimsical, damn it. <laughs> I'm trying here. No, I believe you. Please continue. So, he's, he's Snake Shay's ahead of you. Snake. <laughs> Shay. Are you okay, dude? I'm just a little red. I'm good. I'm good. You broke Garrett. <laughs> I think one of these days, Buckle's just going to leave. Like, it's just going to be like, she leaves, and then like the rest of the podcast is like three hours of silence. Well, I bet it's the next time she uses the word erect. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never. <laughs> There's oh. no way on earth this ca- table missing any individual person could be silent for longer than five seconds. <laughs> That's true. Let alone we know three this hours. from experience. I think the longest we ever made it was when um, Abernathy became a mage and Garrett did a victory lap. Yeah. And yeah. that was just because we were all staring in awe at him running up and down the hallway. He was still shouting, though. Oh. I guess that's true. It wasn't There's really There's still a lot of stuff on the air. Anyway, so you follow Billy Hank into the very palatial throne room. Now, this strikes you very much after your experience in St. Louis, because the St. Louis court was really rather democratic in its own way. There was a large hall full of people shouting and expressing opinions, and there was voting, even if the voting was a bit informal and based on volume. It, it, <laughs> it seemed a little bit, you know, modern. Ah, the British Parliament. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is very much not that. The, the room is indeed full of changelings, but they are all clearly subjects. They are all... Uh, subdued, refined, dressed in their finest, uh, whatever that might be for their particular look situation. Uh, They're all in sort of orderly lines according to station, and the closer you get to the throne, the more ornate everyone's adornments become. The people in the front row in particular, their garments are just covered in strings of metals that go all the way past their belts. And they have a, a lot of them have large uh, facial hair or big updos for the ladies. It's very uh, Parisian almost, like old school monarchy Paris. And off with their heads. Uh, on top of the of the front, there's sort of a dais with uh, columns in a circle and a large uh, chair that's very plush with um, uh, pastel pink fabric and gold leafing on all of the the parts of the chair. A uh, gentleman is sitting with uh, his ankles crossed and his chin high in the chair. Um, he he has a sort of a candy cane pattern to his clothing, and it's uh, large. He's wearing sort of culotte pants and, and uh, sort of puffed up shoulders. He has white powder on his face and makeup that is drawn on to be a perpetual smile. 
it's so like cute it's almost unnerving it's actually really unsettling how tall is he um he is actually rather short and wafy with a scepter in his hand with an exaggerated sculpture of a heart on top and he's just sort of waving it idly by as he uh discusses in whispered tones something with a guard standing next to him the guards are also in white and red stripes, but in a much more vertical, regimented style, where his are sort of curly-cued. And uh, they they wield large spears uh, with very sharp, uh, almost glowing tips on them. He's got two on either side and two in the back of his little uh, throne area. And they're having a, a sort of pleasant conversation. And he uh, he slowly sort of moves his eyes onto you without moving his head as you approach. And takes his time finishing up what he's saying to his guards, as if deferring your your meeting of him until it's his he is ready to receive you. And also he's right. studying your reaction to this. As as they're waiting, uh, Abernathy's gonna kind of lean over and say, I, "I hope that whatever you have is good, because all I have left is a lot of cash, and from what I understand, they just eat the dang things." You you do know we 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 still need money, right? Like. I, we're changelings, not... Uh, you know what, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Around that time, uh, the king sits up straighter. He was sort of leaning sideways. He sits up straighter and uh, adjusts his, his tightly like knit collar. It's like a little bow right at his throat. And uh, sets his, his scepter on his one shoulder and tips his head. And he says, why, hello... What brings you here? I don't believe I've ever seen you before. So, Wolf makes a bow with a rather elaborate flourish. Wolfman Rake of the Court of Kansas City. It's an honor, Your Highness. Of course, and this other one. Oh, uh, Abernathy will... Oh, this could get us in trouble. Abernathy doesn't bow. Play your character, yeah. Aberna- Abernathy does not bow. He merely sort of like nods and, that, and says, uh, my name is Scorpio. I'm an associate of his, of his. Associate Scorpio and the Wolfman. A pleasure. Billy Hank, my boy, come here. <laughs> And Billy Hank dutifully skips up the steps of the dais and and uh, kneels graciously. Well, snake, so it's more like bouncing, I guess. He's gonna say he slithers up. Okay, now that it's been brought up, how does the snake skip exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really okay. It's a skip it's in like... in spirit. It's not <laughs> gotcha. that he leaves the ground. He turns his tail into a spring. Yeah, Is he also sashaying during that process? No, 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 guys. He bites the end of his tail like an Ouroboros and then just twirls his way upward. Okay, okay. It's changelings. Any of these things could happen. But with but with side to side motion, he must continue to sashay. It's like a wiggle. It's okay. Actually required by law. So wrong word. Okay, I'm picturing you know skipping from above the waist. You know the arm movement. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm trying to describe. I'm completely on board with that. <laughs> I want to make pick every walk. <laughs> He's skipping from the waist up. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> so crucify me for it, why don't you? 
Anyway, he he skips up and uh, does what you can only assume to be a kneel. Uh, it's a little <laughs> odd, but it, it it's it's not a bow, but it's it's not standing either. And he kisses the king's extended hand on the top of, of his palm, and he says, uh, "I've brought you a tribute, my king, as always." And uh, uh, the king goes, "Oh, very good, very good." He uh, flips his hand over so the palm is up, and Billy Ray uh, puts a, a, laffy t- a single Laffy Taffy on his palm. That's all we needed? <laughs> <laughs> is it even one of the good flavors? <laughs> it's banana. It's ba- it yes, is, one of the good banana. flavors. Mm, the best okay. flavor. The worst I like the banana. Conver- the controversial, best. but whatever. Oh, banana's the best flavor. And, uh, whatever. The king, the with great spirit, uh, stands... Stands grandly, accepting, holding up the Laffy Taffy for all the court to see. They all ooh and ah appropriately. He uh, lifts up the, the flap of the wrapper and he reads delicately. <laughs> <laughs> what did the stick become when it entered the pond? Bated breath. A tadpole. <laughs> and then everyone uh, guffaws as if it is the height of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they wait until the king chuckles. And then they all laugh, furiously. <laughs> and then uh, he, he sets his hand on Billy, uh, Billy Hank's smooth, uh, scaly head. And he says, well done, my subject. I'm most pleased with your tribute. <laughs> you may join the court. Are you telling me Abernathy's not old enough for pocket candy yet? <laughs> and then he looks he expectantly loves. at Wolf. And what does the Wolfman bring to offer his liege? Well, my liege, I offer three gifts. First, I bring you news of a war. Oh, dear. And what are the other two? The other two are a chance to talk to a former hunter... Myself, and a chance to talk to a living mage, my colleague. Uh oh. I also can Venmo you about forty dollars if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> he offers us money. <laughs> Golf claps. And Wolf gives, uh. Abernathy, some stink guy, like, yeah, of course they want cash. Everyone wants cash. I don't know why you thought we wouldn't want that. I'm very offended by the idea. <laughs> Abernathy's just staring daggers at you right now, and he's like, full monta. <laughs> oh, very well. Well, sometimes things happen. You may join the court if you wish. And he sits back in his throne. And then looks at you as you remain. I slowly approach, take his hand, Kiss the back. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> nice. I look up and give him a wink. Uh, my liege, may I have a moment of your time alone, perhaps? Why did I not do the voice again? Because <laughs> it would have been too sultry. Your three dots of fame would have ruined it. <laughs> uh, two dots. Two dots. Now, my liege, may I have a moment of your time in private? Oh, how, I'll how roll big, for this. I will roll for this. Uh, please do roll for it. <laughs> All right, Why, sir, roll? I don't even know you. <laughs> you haven't even bought me dinner. <laughs> well, see, he kind of did. Kind of, okay. <laughs> so he Venmoed me $40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so what's my roll? Uh, let's do your either manipulation or presence, whichever one you'd like, and okay. expression. I can get a meal at Chimmy's on DoorDash. All right, striking looks. Uh, striking yes looks applies, yes. Oh, yeah. You're the wolf man. Come on. Get it. Uh, he's Wolfman Rake. Excuse you. <laughs> All right. We're sitting with three successes. Ooh. That is enough. And then he, he says, uh, oh, very well, but I can't be seen doing it. Please rejoin the court until you see fit to leave. And then he kind of nods his head to the left where there's a sort of door into another chamber. Okay. So, uh, Wolf rejoins Abernathy and kind of gives him stink eye, like, come on, go do the thing. What do you mean by former hunter? Well, you can't be a hunter and a changeling at the same time. I'm still loyal to the cell. Don't get it twisted. Well, what do you mean? Our job, when we took this job, it was our duty to rid the world of supernatural evil. Uh, buddy, I don't know how to tell you this. You are supernatural evil now, and so am I. Oh. <laughs> and with that, I think you wisely drag Abernathy into the crowd of, of courtiers as uh, music swells from... I take him to the buffet. We get we get some snacks. It'll be fine. Yeah, music <laughs> swells from seemingly nowhere. A group of scantily clad dancers come up the aisles and put on a performance for the court. Abernathy watches intently while, while eating tabbouleh angrily. <laughs> Uh, so you kind of keep an eye on the proceedings, and a few minutes into the, the presentation, uh, the king sort of yawns and, and gets up, and he says, The king must retire to pee. Do as you will. And he sort of flounces over to the door that he indicated earlier. All right. You all see in the, in the room with the buffet um, a, another hallway that kind of wraps around and you kind of think that it probably connects to the door he went into so you'd be able to meet him without being seen by too many people. Okay. So Wolf will uh, just kind of take some pocket grapes and go <laughs> to the meeting place. <laughs> that is the most charactered action I've heard today. Oh, that's such a big mood. It's such... A- <laughs> It's like, okay, I, I'm getting Napoleon Dynamite vibes from yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> tater tots. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you meet you meet back there, and what you find is a sort of, um, almost a ready room. It's a, a sitting room lounge with uh, ornate gilded wallpaper and a, a very large chandelier, but inside it's only uh, a few sort of uh, not very comfy chaise lounges and small tables with refreshments and... Uh, devices for note-taking on them. And he is sort of sitting on one lounge, and when you enter, he motions to the other chairs. Uh, Wolf takes a seat. Thank you for meeting with us, sir. Uh, Abernathy takes a seat as well. Of course. What do you require of me? His demeanor is very different. He sits up straight, he doesn't make any gestures, he's very to the point. He's not putting on the act. Yeah. I wasn't just being facetious or cute when I mentioned a war. Well, why do you think I agreed to meet you here? Please, tell me of this war. I was hoping it was because of my ravishing good looks, but, uh, fair enough. That was a joke, I assure you. (sighs) 
Sir, are you familiar with the God Machine? I've heard a thing or two. Last I heard, it had been well enough contained. Well, like many things recently, it got out. It's very out. And right now, it's building an army of things that never were. Which is just stupid enough that I think it you will believe me. <clears throat> so I suppose you want our allegiance. I'm going... <sighs> I'm with a small group that's trying to build a resistance to this thing. Uh, Scorpio is also a member of that group. And yes, we would appreciate your assistance. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're a court in name alone. We barely keep the doors open on this place. Why do you think we meet in a public library? I thought it was for the whimsy of it all. That's My what court they want meets to... in a park. That's what they want to think, but the truth is that our kind just don't have a lot of money generation. You know, being wastrels and... Uh, outcasts and generally unable to persist in society, it tends to lower one's coffers, if you know what I mean. Look, I know we're all mentally unwell derelicts, but we have power, at least. That has to count for something. We have power. What we lack is order. Which is my real job here. You see them all there. Break up that and instill some kind of fear of an otherworldly being, what happens? They all go off the rails. Or they get together and we all get to, you know, have a good therapy session about fucking the guys that fucked us in a roundabout way. Well, let's say that I wanted to help. There's also other covens run by less, or not other covens, there's also other courts run by less pragmatic beings than myself. How will you recruit them? Sir, if I can't get people to join a fight to make sure we don't all die a horribly cold and lonely death, then I think we kind of deserve whatever comes next. Show me the loyalty of others, and... I will guarantee you whatever resources we have, and they will mostly be in the form of powers, I'm afraid to say. Okay. Uh, Buckle, I would like to do a mechanic we haven't done in the game yet. Sure. I would like to create a pledge. Okay. I think that's a perfect time. I think this is a yes. good application for a pledge. Okay, so Wolf extends a hand. The king uh, extends his own, this time sideways as equals. Okay. In six months' time, I will return with an army of loyal freaks like us. In exchange, you will, show, you will pledge loyalty to this cause. If I am to fail, what would you like? If you are to fail, I would like you to construct a safe haven in Chicago along the same architecture of that in Beckett, Oregon. 
God. Wow. I have got to visit this fucking town. All right. He doesn't quite touch your hand. They're just waiting there. It's like a shake, but there's just a fraction of space between. And you, as a changeling, sense the power about to be manifested there. And he answers his side of the bargain. And he says, I pledge to you on my name that I will provide you every able-bodied troop in the metropolitan Chicago area in exchange for the army you yourself shall raise. And if you fail, I will invoke all my power to extract from you a safe haven for my, my brothers and sisters of this court. Your Highness, we have a deal. The space disappears between your hands. He also burns a glamour. And from the uh, meeting of your palms grows a green branch of vines that wraps first around both of your palms, extending out to your fingers and your wrists and traveling all the way up to your elbows in a, in a growth that sinks into your skin and that you can feel burning there, but that is not visible, even in your true form. And when you let go, you know that the two of you have forged a pledge which cannot be undone or broken. Thank you, Your Highness. It is the only duty I serve. And I wasn't kidding. If you have any questions for a uh, former hunter, and Wolf kind of points himself, or a uh, wizard, witch, what do you want to be called? Scorpio. Mage is fine. Mage? You got us for about ten more minutes before they miss you. Oh, they miss me every second I'm not there. He puts on his, his affectation again and winks. And then he Wolf kind tries of not to laugh. Drops his hand and he says, uh, Well, I think I'll, I will rain check that advice for when I truly need it. But in the meantime, and he leans in in a sort of conspiratorial way, and he says, Is it true that you all really live in trailers? <clears throat> Go on, Scorpio. That is a not untrue expectation. When we are not in trailers, we travel around in 1970s muscle cars. <laughs> the, king, the king lets out a short laugh and he says, To think we were so afraid of you all. It's a very affordable form of transportation. <laughs> yes, Yes, Scorpio, it is, it is. It is indeed that. And we also sometimes live in very ornate, but very old and super uncomfortable plantation homes. That That is not entirely accurate. <laughs> I mean, I, I was never too intimidated by a bunch of ragamuffin humans running around with shotguns. But well, there are many subjects who fear you very much. And it brings me great <laughs> humor to know that you're just a bunch of wastrels like us, running around like madmen with your heads cut off like chickens. Oh, buddy. Imagine running around like that and you don't even have superpowers. Take special sort. How completely absurd. Well... Completely. Abernathy has just kind of got like this real sour look on his face <laughs> right, right now. It's like how, how you've just you? had your whole life insulted. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, 
Uh, he says, uh, well, the people, they call me the Prince of the Magnolias, but among friends, you can call me August. Thank you, August. You can call me Wolf. <laughs> you took your name off of your real name. Other way around. Intriguing. We'll have to talk more about that. As you say, though, I'm missed. He stands up and grabs his forgotten scepter from the table and twirls it around in a whimsical way. He says, have I smudged my makeup? Look flawless to me, babe. He kisses the heart and, like, flings the, the baton towards you and he says, well, this turned out to be a informative day. Do take care. And he kind of saunters over towards the uh, the large presentation room. Wolf looks over to Abernathy, and he has the biggest shit-eating, I'm trying not to laugh, grin. What? <laughs> oh, come on, that was funny. It was delightful, but I, it, it would do you well to not, uh, to not disseminate lack of fear amongst these people. These are our prey, oftentimes. Prey? As hunters. Oh, my God. God, Abernathy, what the flippin' fuck. Okay. Do, do you yep. think that I was you gonna, would... I was hoping we could have a good laugh about the fact that I just made fun of myself, too, because I'm also a crazy person living in a goddamn van. But no, okay, apparently I'm prey animals. Excuse me, everyone. My dear senses are tingling, and I'm gonna go take a shit. <laughs> Jackass. Do you think you've escaped the vigil? Oh. He stops. Maybe when the vigil gets some sort of fucking organization that doesn't like, create Skynet? We'll talk. Until then, bathroom. That's not what it's even about. Abernathy, Abernathy feels animosity towards Wolf for the first time in a long while. So oh. now they're even. Abernathy will remember this. So they, Abernathy <laughs> will remember this. It's, it's, it is fat guy wrestling time. <laughs> Oh, that's no. regular wrestling. So that's a mental image. This is people. Oh no! What? Well, where'd all that butter come from? <laughs> well, where'd all that butter come from? I oh, will no. go down. Ew. <laughs> so, let's return to uh, Mason and JD. What are you all doing with your well, evening and the next day? Well, Mason or JD is not at the RV at all. Right. You were with Mackenzie. Yes. And you, uh, Mason, were with. Uh, Amelia, Emily. Yeah. That's not over as far as I'm concerned. That, I mean, he'll return the next day early so they can trip out, but... Uh, yeah, really, uh, I don't know. I, I think he'd want to kind of persist the night. Um, if you want, I'd Kind of like to play that out? Sure. Okay. So how did... Let's... Last we heard, you were at the yeah, zoo. We were at the zoo. That... She she called you her banana. Yes. <laughs> and I told her to never, ever, <laughs> ever let any of my friends know about that. Go figure. Um, banana. I think... Uh, uh, I'm. Mason's not really wanting this to end. So it's like, uh, you know, maybe the zoo's winding down. They're both kind of in that state where they're like, okay, we're walking for the exit now. Um, just like, uh, uh, do you want to, Emily, do you want to 
we get some dinner, make some dinner. Do, does your house even have a kitchen? I don't know where you stay. And I, I don't want to invite myself over, but uh, I just kind of want to keep hanging out, uh, if that's okay. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. I'll cook, if you're interested. Okay. All right. Can you cook hot dogs? Yes. I was going to suggest a, a trout chowder recipe that my family likes, but uh, hot dogs is certainly within the realm of capabilities. Okay. We could do both. I don't know how hard hot dogs are to make. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll do both. I just get them from the stand. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll need to stop by the grocery store. I don't know what you have. Oh, okay. Um, I, do you know where the grocery store is? I do. Uh, let's see. Let's, 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 let's make our way. I think he'll, he'll, uh, we'll, we'll hail a, hail a ride. Um, since I don't think she brought a car, we just, have we been Ubering? Around or did we walk? You've probably been Ubering because you took the portals. Right. She doesn't have a car. So um, I think at that point Mason will just just be like, "Wait, so 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 that we're not traveling too far. Whereabouts do you live? Do you just?" Oh, I live over at the shop. Oh well, easy. Um, I, if I recall correctly, there's a, a store not too far from where you live. We could walk even if we just get dropped off there. Oh, okay. Okay, and then and then we'll we'll get the Uber driver to take us there, and I'll get a few things. We'll get some some shallots, uh, onions, garlic, butter, uh, and you know some potatoes, smoked trout, cream, <laughs> hot dogs. You don't have to um, tell me what? everything. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, I just got excited. I haven't actually cooked in a long time. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll go through that whole process. We'll want, is she even like fit to go into a grocery store? Is she just gonna do gonna a million things in the grocery store? Taste of cook hot dogs. Well, <laughs> this only way, one way to find out, my dude. Okay, so. Smoked trout and hot dogs? She insisted on She hot insisted. Dogs. So we'll try a little bit of both. She, she thought she was asking a lot. She doesn't know how hot dogs are made. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's a specialty vendor that sells them. Surely he's trained and qualified. <laughs> this is so pure. <laughs> this is great. So uh, you walk in the grocery store, and she has her like whole arm wrapped around your your arm, and she's just looking around, perturbed. You're right. I could I could just get it, and we could wait outside. I mean, no. All right, all right. All right. It's not safe. I'm with you. Or, or it's she's not. very determined. <laughs> We'll uh, make our way over to. Well, we should get the hot dogs first, right? Do uh, you mind pushing the cart? I'll find our way around. She puts like one she... finger on the rung of the cart and like kind of pushes. Okay, all right. And then she realizes it's kind of heavy, and she like puts her whole hand on it and tries to push. You might need both. But hands. she's got little noodle arms, and she's like, like looking between you and the cart, like. And finally, she lets go of you. And puts her other hand on the cart. She says, I'm helping. Yes, you are. You're doing good. <laughs> I'm helping. Okay. I didn't I didn't realize we were gonna we we're gonna learn something today, but we're gonna learn something today. Here we go. Alright. So, so oh my heart. We'll start we'll stop by the vegetable. She's area. uncanny's own waifu. <laughs> she is we'll, such a waifu. 
we'll, we'll get a we'll get our veggies. We'll we'll make our way over to the, the meat area. Okay, so so you, you go through the produce mm-hmm. aisle, and by the time you're done gathering all the vegetables you need, you turn around, and she's got two plastic bags on each hand, and she's feeling her hair through the bags, and she's like, "It feels weird." Does it? She goes, "Uh huh." And, um, and and she goes, it gets bunched up on my yeah, horns. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, maybe we don't like. Does it actually like frame them? It does, even though you can't it's see just them. Like, okay, so yeah, we're we're gonna do that again outside. <laughs> there's there's some people who might not understand what you're doing right now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, ma'am. Sorry, sorry. And she goes, oh, and she she blushes like a, and like throws the bags in the cart and puts her hands like back in the exact same spot they were on on the like push cart like that's the only place she's allowed to touch she's like okay I'm helping so alright we make our way over to hot dogs okay do you like all beef or do you prefer the normal hot dogs what do they sell in the park is that not beef we're gonna get you Nathan's (laughs) (laughs) It's just, well, yeah. Don't 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 worry about it. You don't just they're hot dogs. They're made out of hot dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, and she kind of like her like shoulders go up to her ears, and she's like, "It's cold here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're almost we're almost done with the cold area. We go get get the heavy cream. I think that's it, and then we'll we'll go to checkout, and we'll try and survive checkout. She eyes the checkout person very suspiciously as they like handle her food. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and ever yeah. since the the um, since the refrigerator section, she's just like shoved herself up against your side anytime you're not grabbing something, <laughs> and she's like really like balled up. She's like it's still cold. Um, I think he'll just pass her his jacket, so you know, for one, he can speed up the process of handing the the stuff over, but also because she's cold and uncomfortable. The, uh, the the cash register gives you like a look of commiseration, yeah. like like you're like a caretaker for a severely like like uh, damaged person. Kind yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, she like turns the jacket around backwards and just smells the coat. Uh... <laughs> right, right. Oh my heart! But stop. Okay, so, stop working. Right. Yeah, I'm just like Mason's, just like holding his credit card out, just like. <laughs> And then the guy probably reminds him that you actually have to swipe it. And you fucking just... Yeah. He asks you if you want help. And she, like, peeks out from the collar of the coat. And she's like, no, I'm helping. <laughs> and, and and you kind of drag her in the cart away as she mm-hmm. continues screaming, only I help him. <laughs> and then you get out into the cold as she keeps wearing your jacket. She mm-hmm. turns it around the right side and, like, mm-hmm. actually puts her arms in. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of, like, mad. And she was like, that was rude. Well, I... I'm know, helping. Yeah. Uh, well, he gets paid to help for a very short time. Oh. You just do it because we like helping each other. Oh. And that's, that's voluntary. I that's thought different. he was going to follow us home. No. No, he's paid to stay no there. No one gets to go to my house. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well. They could be fake. You don't know. Anyone there could be Faye. Hmm. Gotta be careful. Oh, well, yeah. Um, am I allowed in? Huh? Of course you are. Okay, all right, all right. Anyways, um... You're making hot dogs. Yeah. 
Well, and something else, but... <laughs> and you, and she puts her finger in your chest and, like, pokes, and she's like, and you got rid of the bad stuff, so you're allowed in. Okay. Well, um, I think we're here. This is your... This is your, uh, your library. Yeah, your she, rather. she looks up at the, it's sort of a, a prairie-style house with a, a big um, porch and a, a wooden door with old windows mm-hmm. and a small upstairs attic space. Mm-hmm. And she unlocks the door and the bell kind of rings. She opens the door and lets you inside and mm-hmm. carry all the bags. And she locks it up behind you and looks both ways down the street before she locks all the deadbolts. Mm-hmm. All the deadbolts. <laughs> And then you're just kind of standing there, like, kind of with the bags, like, so where are we going here? Mm -hmm. She kind of walks around. As you recall, there's the main room with the register, and then there's a side room with some specialized books, and then there was the upstairs area. She takes you to the upstairs area where you were looking at books the first time you were here. And then she just walks behind one of the bookshelves, and there's just, like, a twin mattress on the floor with a bunch of, like, clothes around it. It's really messy. Oh. <laughs> it's it's kind of gross. Okay. And there's like a little tiny uh, sink, like like just a sink with mm-hmm. like pipes and a very small like buffet cart next to it with a burner, like a little petroleum burner. And she says, home. Ah, it's comfy yeah 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 cozy yeah yeah and she Um, she flops on on her bed and like kicks her shoes off and kind of like does like a snow angel in her sheets and she says yep comfy um right do you have any uh uh, cookware do you have any pots pans uh she makes like an o face and kind of blushes and she, like, runs over to the, the like, kitchen cart has a couple of shelves mm-hmm. with, like, a mixing bowl and some, like, forks in it. <laughs> and she's, like, making a ruckus and digging around behind it. And she's like, I got this. And she, okay. runs, she runs downstairs. You hear her feet stomp on the stairs all the way down. <laughs> and she opens the door and slams it. And then she comes back in. Uh, and she's got, like, her arms full of, like, industrial cookware. Like, big pots and pans and giant spoons. And she says, uh, My hall is connected to a restaurant. I got lucky. Uh, <laughs> okay. And she dumps them all there, and they crash and make a mess. Well, does this gremlin only eat hot dogs? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's your wife, I'll have you know. This poor girl. Oh. She crawls and she sees you kind of like amused at this and, and making kind of a, a horror comedy face. And she she crosses her arms and she says, "It's safe." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a, a, impressed you got so much so fast. <laughs> well, let's get started. Do you, okay. You're laughing at me. No, no, no. It's just um. Yeah, I thought of something very funny. Um. Abernathy, yes, he's very funny, that that fellow. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, <clears throat> uh, hot dogs first. Okay. All right. She steps up next to you. She's interested in this hot dog magic. Okay. <laughs> hot dog magic. I, magic. I, I really... Sorry, please continue. I want to see how this turns out. Name my soul. So Do you boil them? Do you... 
grill okay. them? Do you... Mash them, stick them in a stew. What, whatever you do, it, it's her first experience of cooking, mm. so choose wisely. Choose Stab wisely. them with a fork and put them in the microwave? Well, let's see. Um, Bold of you to assume. <laughs> Roast them over an open burner? No. Uh, I think... What's simple? Because this is going to get replicated. Mason's very aware this is going to get replicated. Um, boiling water is probably the safest approach. So we're going to do a pot. We're going to give it water from the little sink. <laughs> Bold of you to assume. Um, but she has a microwave. Uh, yeah. Oh, does she? No. No. Um, does she have... Um, uh, did she bring a, a cutting board or a flat surface I could use as such? She has a cutting board, but it has to be on the floor because there's no other tables. Okay, well, you know. Uh, we're going to we're gonna mince an onion and put a little bit of that in the water for flavor. and then She watches with wide eyes as, as you, you mince. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, just kind of explain how to be careful with the knife and not cut yourself. And then... Halfway through, in. she actually runs downstairs to the desk and runs back up with a notebook and a pen. <laughs> Okay, hot dogs are in the water. We're just waiting until they're hot. We'll get the buns. She watches the whole time. Mm -hmm. She's just standing there watching the water mm -hmm. boil. Okay. Uh, what do you like on your hot dogs? Ketchup and mustard. Okay, we well, we got those, so we're good. Do you have a fridge? Um... All right, so what, we're going to put these in your... She, like, moves to go thumping back down the stairs and you just catch <laughs> her by the arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not no. saying you couldn't bring an entire refrigerator upstairs by yourself. You're you're very impressive, but uh, let's not. They might notice. <laughs> um, where do our pots keep going? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody walks back into that restaurant and is like, where did our fridge go? And she brings back a, a double-wide industrial fridge with an, a full cow in it. <laughs> no. So, so okay. yes, you, you stop her. Okay. Um, buns, sauces, hot dogs. We're just going to cut to the part where they're done. Yes. Okay. She, like unhinges her jaw and eats like three quarters of one in one bite and just noms on it while she watches you prepare the rest of the food. Okay, yeah. So we're we're we're, we're cutting up the vegetables, we're we're cleaning out the pot. We'll get them started with the butter and all that and potatoes. Eventually it's all done. Yeah. And although she's eaten two hot dogs and mm -hmm. left sportingly left you one in oh, case you good. wanted that's it. Good. <laughs> uh once she's given a full plate of food, uh she like like, no thanks, mm -hmm. no prayer, no... No, she just dives in. Mm -hmm. She just fucking destroys it and then goes, goes back for seconds. Well, yeah. She puts it away. Like, mm -hmm. you're impressed. <laughs> uh, she doesn't, it doesn't seem like a tiny girl her size should put away that much food. I think by bowl three, uh, two, Mason remembers that... Um, I just remember. Uh, that Cream is uh, in the dairy product family and that she is a fae-related being. <laughs> oh, wait, you should probably slow down. I just remember. She, she does start kind of like, she gets kind of rosy-cheeked mm -hmm. um, as she gets on the second bowl. And then when you tell her to wait, she just looks up and she just looks at you. And then she just kind of laughs. Uh, whoops. Um, yeah. Cream and butter and... Oh, oh no. Wow. Hey, we're gonna we're that's enough of that. I hope you liked it, but we're I'm gonna save the rest for some other no, time. No, I I, I want the Yeah, rest. no, 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 it's no. So good. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I'm gonna just yeah, that was great and all. 
she just kisses you on the cheek. She just lays one on you. And then, oh, yep. and then she looks at, at your, like, sort of surprise, and then she just points at you and laughs. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, uh, food was great. This was fun. Um, I don't really want to go home. She she just tackles you under the twin mattress. <laughs> Whoa. Yo. Whoa. She's full of hot dogs and ready. Full of hot dogs and dairy. Um, she's a little startled. Um, I think he might be in a kind of uncomfortable spot. He might try and push her away a little bit. Uh, she just kind of like like buries her head in in his neck and like like wraps her arms around him and just like lays mm-hmm. there. All right. Um. Do you have like a couch I could sleep on? Uh uh-uh. uh. Um. All right. So now what do we do? I know what we. I don't want to do, but. She looks up at you, kind of perplexed, and she goes, "We'll sleep." Okay. <laughs> you might. I need to like sleep on my side. Can we like not? Can you unhug me, please? <laughs> She like lets go and like kind of goes back as far as a twin mattress will let her, which is not that far. No. And and she kind of stares at you in like an unreadable way. Um. Thanks. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm just kind of uncomfortable. I um, I'm kind of a weird person in that regard. Um. Did you have fun today? Lots of fun. Yeah, we don't really... I don't really get to just hang out anymore. This is really nice. With, like, anybody. I mean, I, I... All I know is work, and I like it, but... This was really nice. She, um... She kind of, like, smiles, and, and her eyes go a little soft. And, uh, she, like, leans, uh, she, like, doesn't, like, lean over you, but she, like, puts her hands kind of on your belly and starts, like, playing with your shirt. And she kind of, like, just smiles and she says, you don't know. Um, I don't know a lot of things. What do you mean? She says, um, we'll have lots of time later. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope. Uh, and she kind of like slowly like crawls her hands higher up until they're like on your collar. Mm. And she kind of like looks down and her hair slips off her shoulders and kind of hangs in a, a halo around you. And she looks in your eyes and she says, uh, Mason, you chose right. We're, we're going to do this a lot. And, and you're going to cook in a big kitchen. Yeah. And, we're going to have a bed that's three of these. This is a little... Uh, it's so big. Yeah, this is a little small. Uh, I don't know how human beings sleep in twins, but all right. It's so big. I can lay out like a starfish, Yeah. and I can't even find you. Yeah. And sometimes I get scared because I can't find you. <laughs> and, then, and then I make a noise, and you come and tell me that you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> 
so Is cute. she like nine? <laughs> oh my god. Garrett, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Emily, the, this is a little personal for me. Um, I, I haven't really dated anyone ever or been interested in dating anyone and that is what we're doing right now. I believe. We're a couple. Well, there's no one else. So yeah, yeah. A couple is two. There are... Um, a triple is three. Yeah. <laughs> a quadruple is four. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, a, a cube or a triangle. <laughs> but we're just a line. Yeah. Between two you and points me. connected. Um, I read that in a book. Yeah. Um, I, there, there are things that the couples do in a progression of affection that we're not at yet, and I'm not, I won't do those things unless I'm married to that person. And I like you a lot, but that's a little bit away. I just want you to understand that. She um she kind of blushes and bites her lip and kind of like averts her eyes. Like it, you, you can tell that she understands. Okay. Finally, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like nods very minutely. <laughs> she says, "I like I mean I'm not there yet either." Right. Look, I don't know. Honest, honest talk here. I don't know how much the faith took from you. And I'm I'm here to help you get whatever you want to get back. Um, but I just want to be clear with where I'm at. Because I... I love you. And I don't... I, I want you to be happy. And I want you to... to live a happy life when I'm here and when I'm not here. And, uh, you know, this is kind of... I don't know, a chance for us both to kind of step out of our normal lives. I, and she, she looks pained, like she really doesn't want to say this, but she's been, she has kind of this understanding with herself that if she's going to share the future with you, that she needs to share all parts of it. And she kind of hesitates, uh, and she, she says, I need to grow up first. Yes. I understand. I I love you, but I need to love you like a big person. And I don't think I We're, know yeah. I know I'm not grown up yet. Gotcha. Well, then we only get there with time. So let's do this again. Um, goodness. She, um, she kind of wedges herself like along your, your, um, torso and like puts one hand <laughs> over your chest and keeps it balled up in your, in your collar. And she says, uh, can I just for a little while, can we pretend I'm big? And uh, she just lays there for a few minutes until eventually she kind of sits up and she gives a really whispered thank you. 
And she kind of like draws her her knees up to her chest and wraps her arms around them and and looks at you as you kind of sit up and straighten your clothes. And she just whispers, "Thank you. I I know you'll wait, but sometimes I don't think you will. Thank you." I think that's about the end of the night for me. On the other side of things, <laughs> there's just a still frame of Mackenzie's living room, and there's the DVD screen for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then there's <laughs> some pillows on the ground and a smattering of clothes leading to <laughs> the bedroom door. <laughs> oh, it's and a the, Netflix commercial. And the door Meanwhile. is just... Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the world of actual adults... <laughs> That's it. That's the whole thing. And scene. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. I'll have to remind you next week that your character got laid, so you should behave appropriately. Jesus. Good lord. I wonder what Mason is up to. Too much sweetness. Yeah. Had to break it. I like that it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Is that because is it because they both worked on that film? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they watched it for the express purpose. God, you're such a good stunt the person. Movie God, you're such a good stunt person. Oh. <laughs> it's the movie that destroyed two marriages. <laughs> and started a relationship. That is not great. I think that's Even's out. That's probably a good stopping point. Yeah. Oh, man. I think that's where we'll end our story for today. Uncanny Valley Cancer Cell was created by Buckle Nagel and Stephen Pope and produced by Buckle Nagel, Stephen Pope, and Deanna Venable. Editing and mixing done by Stephen Pope and John Tompkins. The players are Deanna Venable's Darla, Garrett Schmickle's Abernathy, Stephen Pope as Wolf, Michael Morris as JD, John Tompkins as Mason, and Buckle Nagel running the game. Hunter the Vigil 2nd Edition is created and published by Onyx Path Publishing. Find us online at Uncanny Show on Twitter and at UncannyValleyShow.com. Make sure to check out other Saving Throw Show productions like Wild Cards or Experience Pointers wherever you get your podcast. And hey, have a good night. <laughs>